0: Keeping the house full of the Holy Ghost. We'll talk about that next on Times of Refreshing. From the well, a Christian community here in Livermore, California, this is Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. Welcome to the program. Today, we're going to travel over to Matthew chapter 12. We'll key in on verses 43 through 45 today and a message that Pastor Napoleon is simply entitled, Keeping the House Full of the Holy Ghost. Now, this was a message that Pastor Napoleon recently delivered as the chaplain of the Oakland Raiders. So we get to sit in on some of what those players heard just a few Sundays ago. Here's Pastor Napoleon with today's broadcast. Uh, One
1: of the things that just amazes me about the gospel is the omnipotence that Jesus Christ possessed as he walked upon the face of the earth and how he demonstrated this power and authority over the devil oftentimes when we come to church people don't want to talk about the devil they don't want to hear about unclean spirits they want to talk about the power of god but i want to say this to you every single person in this room jesus christ when you gave your life to him he came into your life to set you free from the power of satan can i have an amen in here god does not want you to be bound by satan He doesn't want you to be bound by demons. When Jesus came on the scene, he took authority over the devil. He took authority over demons. He walked in the spiritual power and authority that caused people to be liberated. And when you read the book of Acts, it's the same thing. The the apostles and the disciples, they took authority over demons. They liberated people and helped them to experience all the blessedness of, of, of Christ in their life. Number two. God wants to set us free from our own sinful nature or our flesh. He wants to give us power over our flesh so that our our flesh doesn't get the best of us and drive us down a road where we do get opened up to unclean spirits. Amen. He wants us to be free and he wants us to have, the Bible says, sin shall not have dominion over you. He wants us to walk in the light of Christ. And so God, he sets us free. From our flesh, and then number three, he sets us free from the world, the influences of the world, or the culture. How many believe the culture can blind you and get you going down the wrong road? All you have to do is turn on the television, and we see the culture is trying to get everybody to go down a road, and and obviously the enemy is behind that too. But we have to learn the different dynamics of spiritual warfare and understand what jesus christ came to do to set us free from the devil from our flesh and from the world so that we might experience liberty in our life and just be blessed without any junk and mess in our lives amen i mean that's how god wants us to live our lives and so jesus is here in matthew chapter 12 and he begins to shine the light on this spiritual battle that These individuals in this time and throughout all the history of humanity have had to deal with. And he says it here in verse 43. He says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none. Then he says... I will return to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked. Somebody say more wicked. More wicked than himself. And they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first now watch this. So shall it be also with this wicked generation. So, and then he ties this to generational. So we know individually all you have to do is look at the Bible and read through the book of Acts, all of the Gospels. We see Jesus casting at the devil many people. But he's, he's saying that the whole generation, this is something that will take place. Now this is, this is amazing with, to me. And I want to talk to you guys tonight about keeping the house full of the Holy Ghost. Amen? Amen? Amen. All of us here. He says in verse 43, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest and he finds none. Number one, the Bible is very clear that we have disembodied spirits, which are called unclean spirits. They're called unclean, meaning what they do is they bring uncleanness into a person's life, and their whole desire is to get us to gravitate towards uncleanness. We know that these unclean spirits they work in conjunction with the devil. In fact, sometimes they're called demons. Um, we understand that these uh, beings, their desire is to bring uncleanness, whether it's uncleanness in our thought life, in our heart's condition. Um, Uh, uncleanness just in our life in general has anyone ever seen the show hoarders would you say that's unclean it's got to be a demon behind that somewhere it's uncleanness and this is what happened the devil he wants to bring uncleanness into our lives and you see this when the devil's got a hold of people he drives them into ultimately into a position and place of uncleanness whether it's in thought heart passion pursuit lifestyle whatever it is and then we just see like a show hoarders it just manifested externally what's really gone in the going on in the heart of a person and so ultimately we have to realize that an unclean spirit is in disembodied spirit and its desire according to verse 43 is to get into a man or a woman when an unclean spirit goes out of a man. So it's evident from this past this verse that it was in a man. Realize that unclean spirits just don't try to. Their desire isn't just to affect you and I from without. They want to get inside. Can I have an amen? So that they can drive us to do things. And uh, it says here when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he... Now, watch this. I like this because it didn't say it. He. He. He goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. You know, understand that unclean spirits are disembodied spirits. When Jesus contacted them or came into contact with them, it is very clear from Scripture that they can think. This is not too heavy for you guys tonight, is it? they can think they can see they can reason are you here to torment me before my time they reason with jesus let me go into the pigs they can reason um they can communicate through people they can communicate to us um through people jesus christ when he was talking to his his one of his Beloved disciples, Peter, when he was getting ready to be crucified, Peter began to speak and Jesus looked at him and said, get behind me, Satan. In that moment, Peter was allowing the devil to use. Peter was allowing the devil to use his mouth to communicate his purposes to Jesus. And so it has to be very clear that these unclean spirits, they get into people and they want to manifest themselves in and through people to bring destruction, Or to get people away from the will of God. Whatever that means. And sometimes we don't realize that you could be sitting right next to somebody and they may mean well but they've just given access to the enemy to use them as an instrument some people are just demonized and they're just they're they have spirits in them and these spirits communicate and and if you're part of our deliverance ministry or been through our deliverance ministry some of you know we we experience all kinds of stuff stuff that i don't talk about from the pulpit a lot but it's amazing this stuff that we've we've heard demons say through people and the way that they communicate and they'll they'll tell me and i've had them tell me i hate you through people I hate you. I'm going to kill you when I come in the room. This is real, man. But what happens is you understand that we're in a world that is full of spirituality, that we're not just here. It's not just about what you see, saints. There's another realm that we're dealing with here. That's trying to influence us and get us to go down a certain road and get involved in garbage. And then once the devil gets his hands on us and he takes us and he puts us in a corner and he beats us up and then he leaves us there and says, ah, I got you. And the next thing you know, because people's decisions and they're opening doors and they're watching and seeing all this garbage, they open themselves up. And the Bible says when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, meaning this spirit, these spirits want to get in us and start using us. And this is what happens. A lot of times because these are disembodied spirits and they have personalities, they want to express who they are in and through us. You watch people. Some people, because of unclean spirits, they're always angry. Ah, I couldn't control myself. I just lost it On And you see people get angry. Or you see people that are always timid and afraid. They, they're afraid of everything. Sometimes, saints, people don't realize that unclean spirits are in a person and they're driving them to express themselves a certain way. And they, and they need deliverance. They need Jesus to come in and set them free from the bondage. Can I have an amen? They need Jesus to come and set them free from the bondage. People are struggling with lust. Man, why am I struggling with lust? They're driven to do lustful things. And sometimes because they need to be free. They need to be liberated. Sometimes the enemy is driving people to do things. And their will needs to come into subjection to Jesus Christ so that he can rightfully deliver them. Because ultimately, if you're in agreement with the enemy, he has legal right to stay in your life. If you're in agreement with the enemy, he has a legal right to stay in your life. And so he says he goes through dry places. He says an unclean spirit goes out of a man. He goes through dry places seeking what? Verse 43, seeking what? Rest. And the Bible says he finds none. Realize when these unclean spirits... According to the word of God, when they are not in people, they don't have any rest. But if they can get in people, that's when they find rest to manipulate, to push and to drive and to suggest people down a road. And it becomes it becomes uh, a peaceful place for these unclean spirits. And so Jesus, as he's on the scene, he's exposing these people to this. He's helping them to see that you're in a battle you don't even understand. And sometimes as a church and as Christians and we're living in our lives and we're around stuff and we just think it's just normal for people to do this stuff, that that's just how mama was. That's just how daddy was. He was angry and mean, but that was just his personality. No, it may not have been just his personality. It may have been the devil Can I have an amen in here? It may have been the devil driving him to do things, and then we see also because he's in these spirits want they they want rest. We see also even you see people. You why is it that daddy was an alcoholic? Now sons are alcoholic, and now grandsons are alcoholic. What in the world is this? Daddy was a player, and now son is a player, and then everybody's a player. Why because it 's called generational bondage, generational curses, generational iniquity, and the enemy comes in, and now I want to get in the whole family and affect the whole generation, the whole generation. why? Because the enemy wants to come in, and whether we realize it or not, saints, "Listen to me, he wants to come to your house and find rest, but we serve notice on the devil tonight, amen. We're not going to have that. And so, listen. So, Jesus comes in. He says, He says, they find rest, seeking rest, and finds none. He says, Then he says, I will return. Now, watch this to my house from which I came. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept, and put in order. Saints, this is the problem. The enemy. He doesn't he sees human beings, not buildings, not church edifices, not, you know, cars and houses. The enemy and his unclean spirits, they see people as their houses, black ones, white ones, Chinese ones, Japanese ones, Hispanic ones. He doesn't matter. Oh, I think I like that one. I think it's amazing. I have the privilege of preaching all over the world. And everywhere I go, I see people that we got to cast the devil out of. Same demons. Doesn't matter where you're at. But what happens? People are in a situation where they don't realize that the enemy, he wants to take, he sees us as possessions and he wants to dwell in us like he's like we're their houses But the devil is a lie, man. The Bible says that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Not unclean spirits, but our bodies are the temples or the house, the dwelling place of the Holy. Man, I just feel that right there of the Holy Spirit. Because we're going to be affected by some kind of influence And are we allowing the Holy Spirit to take residence within our lives and to dwell in us and to abide within us? He says, he says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when I come, he says, I find he he finds it empty. Swept and put in order, swept and put in order is where we want to be. But we don't want to be empty. We want to be full of the Holy Spirit. Can I have an amen? Amen. I don't mind. This is the problem. He says he comes back to this house and it's empty. Swept and put in order. You know, this, this passage of scripture right here really is for backsliders. Backsliders. You read, this is what he's talking about. You were free and it's swept and put in order. But the house is empty now because our relationship isn't right. He says. He says he comes back to that place. It's empty, swept and put in order. But we want the Holy Spirit to come into our lives. We want him to fill us. We want him to sweep us clean. And we want him to put things in order in our lives. Amen? That's how we want God to deal with us and to put our lives together. And then it says in verse 45. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. That's why I said this is a message about backsliders. Because now the first state is here, but now he's saying it's worse than the first state. He says, so shall it be with this wicked generation. And so from an individual standpoint, saints, it's the same way. God comes in. He cleans us up we want to be clean we want to remain clean we want to be full of the holy spirit we want the house to be swept we want things to be put in order in our lives but unfortunately now what happens with people is they're on a roller coaster with god not realizing that if you open the door to the devil your last state will be worse than the first state can i have an amen i gotta preach this tonight all of us need to be reminded of this there's a point in your life when you're walking with Christ, where you understand, I can never go back. I have seen too much. I can never go back. Seen, I, I, there's a, I can never go back. I can remember talking to a pastor, and he said he was at a service. And one day, he had someone came in encounter with God. He so experienced God. And, and he was going through this battle in his mind about, you know, going back to the world and da, da, da. And this is a pastor. He's going through this was, and he said, he finally just felt like his back was against the wall. And he said, I thought to myself, he said, I can never go back. I've seen too much. I can never go back. He said, I was, he said, and he was sitting against the wall when he told me, he said, I just put my back against the wall, Pastor, and I said, I can never go back. You know, I don't know. If there is a lot of people, I, I wonder how, how some people think. I mean, do we, are we really at the place in our lives? Because we've seen a lot, and we know through the word, have we got to a place where, you know, I can never go back? I can never go back to the bar. I can never go back. I've seen it too much. I can never go back to cheating on my wife. I can never go back to being unfaithful to my kids. I can never go back to the way I used to lie. I can never go back. I can't because I know that when I'm sitting there, the devil just waiting, just come on, do it. I can never go back to drugs. And if I, listen, I know most of you guys in this room, you have seen people go back and you've seen this. How it was worse can I have an amen? I've seen it with my own eyes. Well, man, this passage of Scripture was lived out right before my eyes. I couldn't believe it. Man, it actually happened. Man, you got worse. And in this passage of Scripture, I love it. Because what happens is it says at some point all of us got to get to a place in our lives where we realize this is real and we could never go back because there's a potential that if I ever went back, I could open the door to be in a worse state that I, I'm in, I, mean, I was when I first met Jesus. I could be in a worse state. The Bible says, then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits. So what happens is when the enemy knows that hey, this person is getting ready to come back to us, is getting ready to open the door. I want you, you, you. Let's let's all get in there. And I know they used to struggle with pride. But now let's get them with lust and anger and jealousy and hatred and let's really take them down. And I know they used to just smoke a little marijuana, but we're going to get them really hooked on some stuff. Can I preach this today? Let's get them really hooked on some stuff. We're going to really get them. And this is what the enemy does. He goes out recruiting. This is speaking to me right now. The enemy goes out recruiting. Let's go out and get them worse. He says, and they enter and dwell there. And the last state or condition of that man is worse than the first. I don't know about you. I can't even imagine being in a worse state than when I was when I first met Jesus. I can't even imagine that. Being in a worse state than when I first met Jesus. He says it's worse than the first. And then he says this. So shall it be to this also to this wicked generation. And then he gets specific. He said there's a whole generation that's going to be worse off. Saints, let me say this to you. Jesus is talking about this. And, and, you know, obviously he's talking to people. He's talking to the nation, individuals that were part of the nation of Israel. We see he's speaking to us. He's speaking just from a generational standpoint, just from the generations, from the time in which this was, actually done and this, this gospel was written. Just think about, I mean, saints, just think about how bad it's gotten. Well, you can't even really talk about God in the school. Think about that. I mean, if you say in God we trust, I mean, you just think about how bad it's gotten. And just, you know, he's talking about this generation. You just think about how bad it must have really gotten. And it's getting we were born in a lot of this stuff. Remember, this was written 2,000 years ago almost. I mean, just think about We've learned to live in this garbage. But saints, understand that we're being exposed and inundated with just all kinds of perverted stuff. I mean, my, my, my son, he goes, to, he goes to a good school. He goes to a good school. And, uh, and I love the school. It's great academics. But they brought in a, a priest to this school. And, uh, and believe me, I will be having my conversations about this. They brought in a priest to the school, and the priest stands up, and the first thing he says is this is a, and basically says a cuss word to all these kids about how the gym looked. Now, my son, you know, he's, he old, he's old enough to deal with all that stuff. He said, Dad, it's crazy. But it just blew my mind that it's gotten so bad that the priest comes in and starts cussing in front of the kids. That happens, saints. So from a generational standpoint, understand that the devil, this is what he's doing.
0: A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. There are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us, address your envelope to the Well Christian Community, 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit.